What is up, everybody? This is another Tail Goats Podcast Tribe Recap. Reviewing the series with the first place AL Central Division leading Chicago White Sox. My name is Will Finn. How are y'all guys doing today? Gonna just talk about the range-shortened three-game series with the Chicago White Sox. White Sox came into the the series uh, three and a half games up on the Tribe with a record 32-20. and And the Tribe came in at 28-23, and so we're three and a half games back. And the Tribe took two out of three games originally scheduled for four games with a rainout makeup, but unfortunately the game this afternoon, if, if you're tuning in Thursday morning, Wednesday afternoon, 1 o'clock game, uh, rained out and will be rescheduled for mid-September, which I think is going to be like a weird five-game series. So that series will be one to watch because it's going to come down. It, I think this division is going to come down to the wire, and every one of those games will matter. And I'll I'll get back to I'll get to where we're at in the Central Division, how we're playing against those teams a little bit later. But um, we're now two and a half games behind in the AL Central, and we're now uh, six and five against the White Sox this year, and we're twenty one and twelve against the Central Division which is tied for the best record against a, a team a, 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 against teams in your division uh, with the Houston Astros. The Houston Astros in the AL West are also 21-12, so that's good. It, we're taking care of business with inside the, uh, within the division, and that's why we're second place right now and not struggling as much as what some of the advanced stats uh, would suggest that we still have a run differential of minus six. We were minus seven before the series when we improved one run uh, in the positive direction. But you're two and a half games back, and uh, you're hanging around. Um, but before I get into the, the the series, and I have a lot of math here that I want to go over, um, I'm going to give a quick review of this uh Zvizzy hard seltzer. I I never even heard of it, um, and I saw it in the refrigerator. I don't know how it got there, but this is the black cherry lime, and you know it's not very good. I don't really, I really don't like it, and I I'm willing to bet that uh, Jess bought these, and they're gonna sit in the refrigerator for quite a while, about five percent, so they'll hit you hard. But I I don't really like these. Yeah, not not very good. <laughs> so, uh, game one of the double header on Monday Memorial Day featured Carlos Rodon versus Tristan McKenzie. Um, no matter what happened in this game, uh, Tristan was getting sent down to Columbus. He's now one in three on the year with a six point two six ERA. So Tristan really came in. Uh, with nothing to lose because he knew going into the game that he was going to get sent down to Columbus. Uh, he was going to have two starts, and he was getting sent down regardless of how he did. Um, before I get into exactly how he did in this game, I I, I looked at the, the eye test for Tristan McKenzie, for me at least, is this. is He seems to get through the first inning relatively unscathed, okay? And then the thing the wheels typically fall off 
in the second inning and beyond. And for a young pitcher, that's kind of disheartening because you'd think after you put together a, a great first inning that they could rally and add these innings together, but that's just not the case for him. So I said to myself, okay, maybe that's just the eye test. And um, I could go back and look at his inning splits. And if you don't know what inning splits are, inning splits are they track your stats by inning, quite simply. That's that's it. It, does, it doesn't matter how many innings you pitch. They look at the stats per inning. And baseball reference is just my, one of my favorite websites because they do this for every single pitcher. So... What did I find? I found that the eye test was was correct. He has nine starts. Uh, he's made through the first inning and second inning twice. He's made, not gotten out of the third, fourth inning twice. Uh, but the night for the first inning, nine innings pitched. He's only given up one single earned run. So by basic math, he has an ERA of one. In those nine innings. He has 16 strikeouts, only three walks on five five hits. That's pretty good. He's striking out striking out more guys in the first inning than he does the rest of the game. Second inning. Big difference. Nine innings pitched, 10 earned runs versus the one earned run given up in the first. So by basic math, that's an ERA of 10. Nine strikeouts. And this is the big one, guys. He's nine walks issued in the second inning. So he's issuing a walk every second inning he's pitched. Six hits. Let me ask you yourself, okay, well, the third inning, he, he's, he's only made a third uh, eight times. Or he's gotten taken out in, in the third inning. But eight innings pitched in the third. Four earned runs. 4.5 ERA. 13 strikeouts. Five walks. Three hits. And then I'll go through the fourth inning really here real quick. Only 7.1 innings pitched. 10 earned runs. 12.27 ERA. 10 strikeouts. 10 walks. It's just bad. So you look at combined. Um, the second through fourth inning are just absolutely terrible. And it's why... He's barely getting uh, through the lineup one time. And I don't know if the book is out on him or what. But let me say this. I, I looked at looked a few more splits. I don't want to... I don't want to... I really don't want to make these big math episodes. But for a guy like Tristan McKenzie, that there is a fan base out there for him uh, that really want... Uh, pulling for him to stay up here. But uh, also, if he can go back to Columbus and pitch under a little bit less of stress... And get these things figured out. I mean, the guy, and 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 hopefully stay healthy. The guy's got middle of the the rotation stuff. So uh, I looked at how he does uh, when he gets ahead. When he gets ahead, oh one, opponent's batting average is one thirty eight. When he falls behind one and oh, uh, batting average is two forty one. Falls behind two and zero, it's five hundred. You can contrast that to a guy like Shane Bieber. Three hundred twenty nine plate appearances. Uh, he's pitched against, I should say. He's faced three hundred twenty nine batters. He's only fell behind one and zero 
16 times of that 329. Uh, he's only fallen behind 2-0 and six times. So, uh, easier said than done, but mimicry, uh, these guys have had great leadership in the past. Of Guys like uh, Corey Kluber, Trevor Bauer, Carlos Carrasco, Mike Clevenger, throw him in there. These guys have learned so much that now is the time to start looking at Bieber and what he's accomplished and, and kind of learn from him. When Shane Bieber's pitching ahead, opponent's batting average is 140. When Mr. McKenzie gets ahead, he's he's the batting average against is 138. So, for these young guys, you really got to get ahead. Nonetheless, uh, McKenzie on the day, 5.1 innings pitch, four hits, five earned runs, two strike, uh, two walks. And then the, the, the big note of the day is the 10 strikeouts. He had eight straight to break Corey Kluber's club record of seven straight strikeouts. Uh, the major league record, Tom Seaver had 10 straight strikeouts, which is just insane. If you think about how, how hard it is to earn one strikeout let alone strike out the side. To have 10 straight strikeouts, that's Tom Seaver's record. And that's going to stay stand for a while, I bet. It's doable. It's doable. Obviously, a guy like Tristan McKenzie comes out and does seven. Certainly doable. Other than that, um, Cesar Hernandez had two home runs. Tribe had three errors, and and, and, and James Karinczak blowed the game in extra innings. I don't, guys, I don't. that's Karinczak's second loss of the year. I don't, I don't know how I feel about the extra innings. We could talk all day about it. Uh, the tribe's four and three in extra innings, so obviously we've done more more good than harm. But I don't know if I want to stick with that rule forever. Uh, the owners and the players uh, they'll have to come to some sort of agreement here soon. Uh, what to do here in the future? But tribe loses the uh, game one of the doubleheader. Uh, game two, Cal Quantrill versus Jimmy Lambert. I'm going to run through this game a little bit quicker. Jose Ramirez had a huge two-run home run. That that proved to be the difference. That gave us a 3-1 to lead. We won the game 3-1. to Cal went three and two-thirds innings, four hits, only one earned run, five strikeouts, no walks. 2.08, absolutely sexy ERA. And that's my guy for the fifth spot. I, I think it's his. I think, it, I think he's earned it. I'd like to see the mileage get up a little bit longer than and then pitching three and two thirds, but bullpen was phenomenal. Kyle Nelson, Wickren, Maton, and Emmanuel Classe, three and a third from them. They got the win uh the win and the save. Uh Classe with the ninth save. They combined for three hits, one walk, and seven strikeouts. Three, seven strikeouts and three and a third. Uh, but talk about the new guys. I, I I did. I'll admit I didn't know anything about Kyle Nelson, and I I saw that he debuted last year in one game. This year he's got five appearances, five innings pitched, one hit, five strikeouts, three walks, no ERA, zero point zero. He's a twenty four year old out of San Francisco, uh, California. He spent three seasons at uh, he undrafted out of high school, three seasons at UC Santa Barbara. And the tribe took him in the fifteenth round of the 2017 draft. Game three, 
Shane Bieber versus Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease, we, we won the game. Dylan Cease fell to 3-2 and two on the year. 3.79 ERA for him. The Tribe held a 6-3 lead going to ninth inning as things got a bit sticky for James Karinczak. He's been a bit shaky in his last couple of appearances, but he finished the game tonight. Uh, one inning, what the, he went the one inning, four hits, two earned runs, one walk, one strikeout, but he got Jose Abreu to ground out with the bases loaded to end the game and get his seventh save. So he's got seven saves. Emmanuel Classe has nine saves. Now, I've been watching, uh, admittedly, I've not been watching the home feeds or, or the Indians feeds because I don't have Bally's. So I've been trying to find any feed that I can, and preferably I've been watching the uh, opposing TV feeds. And the White Sox got into a bit of a whiny situation. They noticed and were zooming in on Karen Check's pre-pitch routine, which obviously is a bit fidgety, as as you all know. They came out and accused James Karen Check of cheating. Now, if you watch very, very, very closely, the, the guy fidgets and does the same exact thing every single pitch. Every single pitch, the same thing, and he pitches with a ton of emotion. Super cerebral. The White Sox TV announcers claim that he takes his right hand and forces his index finger and his thumb into the inside part of the mitt, his red mitt, mind you, and they claim that they saw a a black substance in there. Now, I couldn't see if there was any black substance there on the feed. I thought that that was a bit of reckless speculation. However... He was doing it every single time. And the, the 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 TV, the cameraman, were zooming in. And I hadn't seen this before. Now, granted, as it pertains to pitching, these guys are doing everything they can to get any sort of spin rate on the, on the ball, any increase. I don't know if he's cheating, but doctoring baseballs... And messing with baseballs and messing with your finger and messing with how the ball is leaving your finger by using a, uh, a high speed uh, frame rate of a camera to see where the ball is touching your last touching your hand is, is leaving your hand is the new part of is new baseball. It's been here and uh the Indians have obviously invested in some of that stuff to see what, like the the Driveline Academy is doing in Texas, where uh, Trevor Bowers, a member of, I think that's what it's called. Uh, I don't know, but I'm going to be watching him a lot closer now to see. I mean, obviously, the word's out now that he's doing something, so it's it's not going to be a secret. It's not going to be a secret. So who knows? I don't know. 
I'm glad he's on our team. I love every time he pitches. Obviously, the last couple, uh, last couple outings have been a little shaky. Hopefully, we can get him a couple days off here and then get him right back out there. So, like I said, I'm going to try to keep these around 15 minutes. We're at 16 minutes. Up next for the Tribe, our 30 and 24 second place in the AL Central Cleveland Indians are going to head on the road to Baltimore starting Friday. They play them three times. Baltimore, 1937, their last in the AL East. They'll get a Monday day off before a two-game series at Bush Stadium in St. Louis. They'll play them twice. They are second in the ALs. I'm sorry, NL Central, 31 and 24. Uh, let's see how that series goes with Baltimore. Maybe I'll get a, a, a podcast out on Sunday. If if not, I'll absolutely get one out after the St. Louis series. So, as usual, my name is Will with the Tailgoats Podcast Tribe Recaps. Recaps.